Well, hello there. Good morning. It is Tuesday morning, so that you know what that means. It means that it's breakfast with the broker. So breakfast with the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We have a very, very special treat for you. Um, you're, you are going to be in for a really, really great uh, session here, and hopefully you, uh, uh, you listen to this because he's got a lot of great points. So uh, without further ado. And now, by way of Colorado Springs, Colorado, he is the chief evangelist of Bomb Bomb. Hallelujah! He is a Go Blue grad. He is the co-author of the best-selling book, Rehumanize Your Business. He is a husband, a father, and what? Say it's not so. He does not have Facebook on his phone. He is Ethan. You're a beaut. Awesome. That was so fun. I got to tell you, and I... I don't know how often you've heard this with other guests, but that was, that was one of my favorite introductions I've ever had. That was really fun. Well oh, done. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'll Thank tell you what, productivity hack right off the top. Yeah. Getting Facebook <laughs> off of your phone, you're going to save a lot of time. Uh, believe me, I, I can't even imagine. So I, um, you know, not to kind of, I guess, veer, you know, zig and zag or whatever, but um, I was listening to Darren Hardy. Um, who, you know, is a former uh, CEO of Success Magazine. And he was talking about how, you know, every time your notification goes off, it takes like 23 minutes to get it subconsciously out of your head. So uh, he was a big proponent of, you know, taking those notifications off uh, so that you're not consistently responding to those. Um, it certainly will help your productivity. Totally. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a task switching, multitasking type of thing. And certainly someone like Darren Hardy is going to advocate that you take control over your own attention and direct it where it belongs, as opposed to letting other things lead you where they want you to go. Yeah. It's, uh, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, in, in a day and age where most, mostly we're being led, you know, by all kinds of external sources <laughs> everywhere where, where they want us to go. So it's, yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, machines versus man. Well, machines are leading us, certainly, <laughs> right now. So let's talk a little bit about a machine. Uh, that is BombBomb. BombBomb uh, bomb is, certainly is a machine. And, um, you know, uh, Michael Nathanson, who is a mutual friend of ours and uh, an agent, um, you know, he uh, introduced us, but also introduced me to BombBomb, you know, many years ago. And, you know, if for those that don't know what BombBomb is, you know, BombBomb is a, a video email um, source and, and really, um, really just helps build your business by through customer experience. And I know you are an expert in customer experience. Tell us a little bit about how an agent and or broker or even you know, people in different industries can, you know, increase their customer experience in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, there's that's a that's a really big question. Um, I'll start, I guess, with um, customer experience at a high level. So uh, I host a podcast called the Customer Experience Podcast. Uh, you can learn more about it at bombbomb.com/podcast. And we just released our hundredth episode. So it's kind of like a fun, reflective time. And I ask everybody at the beginning of the interview to define customer experience. And I'm bringing in a variety of different people into these conversations. And so by asking the exact same question to a wide variety of people, you get this really interesting perspective about a given topic. And so, you know, customer experience, I'm air quoting here is like, um, it's a little bit buzzwordy. I think you're seeing it more in, in really every business, including some of just the, the, 
direct real estate uh, publications and, and things, you're seeing it come up more and more. And as you are, if you're in another industry, financial advisory, software as we are, any business, you're going to see this coming up more and more. And it's because uh, pretty much every business is commodified. And by that, I mean, you should be operating inside your business under the premise that most people think you're the same as your competitors, right? Because in so many ways you are, and certainly the real estate business has known this for a long time. I mentioned financial advisory, insurance sales, um, so many different businesses in particular, who you are is the reason people say yes, right? All these, certainly there are, there are skill gaps, there are expertise gaps, there are experience gaps between different agents and even between different brokers and owners. And, um, and, and you can get into that subtlety if you want to, but at a high level, most consumers, when they're considering a service like a real estate agent to list or purchase a home, they're operating under the assumption that you're about the same. And so you need to look for opportunities to differentiate yourself. And fortunately, who you are is a fantastic differentiator. How you carry yourself, how you make people feel, how you make people feel about you, how you make them feel about your logo, how you make them feel about themselves, how you make them feel about the opportunity that they have to get into a new or a different home or to get out of a, a bad situation if they're if they're owning a home and they need to get out quickly. You know, we've, we've encountered all these different scenarios. And so it, we really need to think about how we make people feel. And so um, that's the that's the essence after asking, you know, dozens and dozens of people this question. That's the essence of it is how do we make people feel? And so um, I'll give it back to you so you can redirect me. But um, when we hear experience, this is the feelings people have after they interact with us or our website or our collateral or whatever the case may be with our team members. How do they feel? And then that begets thoughts, conscious thoughts like, oh, yeah, I really like this guy, uh, which then begets actions and behaviors, which is I will sign that contract or I'm going to go in a different direction or I will give you a couple of referrals or I will leave you an online review, all these things. And so when we start with the feelings, this is the foundation for our thoughts and our actions. And, uh, and the more we can have people feel positively and feel confident and feel secure and feel supported and feel uh, cared for, uh, the better off we are in our businesses. Yeah, you know, I guess you really have to be open to, you know, self-reflection because, and you really have to be honest with yourself because, you know, there are people that are not going to like you and, and that's okay. And, and and I guess that's really why I got in, uh, into video is because, you know, when you're doing video, you're attracting the people that are attracted to your personality. You're attracted to those, you know, that, that want to do business with you, that know, like, and trust you because of the personality that you're portraying through the video. And, you know, I think that it just makes for a better real estate business. You know, um, we have a core belief um, and, and you kind of really hit, you know, hit the nail on the head. And we have a core belief that, you know, you might not always remember what I say, but you'll always remember how I made you feel. Um, and we were nominated in, uh, for 2021 um, Risk Media Newsmaker um, uh, for Breakfast with a Broker. And they asked for a quote. They literally asked for a quote. What like what is that quote that is going to kind of personify, you know, who you are and, and, and what you do um, as far as, you know, the newsmaker thing? And, and that's the quote I use. So you're uh, we didn't even discuss this. So uh, you, you certainly hit the nail on the head. Yeah, well, it's good. It's it's obviously a successful philosophy. I think it's one that is attractive to the people that choose to work with you, 
right? I see the world the same way. I think it's important how we make people feel. I want to be a part of what's going on here, right? And so that's so fundamental. And I love that you drew the parallel to video uh, because uh, our concept around video is that who you are matters. You are your own best differentiator. Like we believe in you. We believe that you're in the best position to make an impact on people's lives and ultimately then on on your own business. And so this idea of hiding behind blocks of typed out text or little typed comments or, you know, all this faceless digital communication as opposed to leading with who you are, right? You are your own best differentiator. And so uh, leading with who you are and being more personal and being more human in your day-to-day communication really um, helps you differentiate based on your best asset, which is you and how you make people feel. And a special dynamic uh, now in particular, you know, you mentioned machines off the top and it's real. I think we're going to continue to wrestle with this over time um, is, you know, where do we find the spots to be truly human? Where do we let automation and bots do their job? They have a role to play, but like, how do we find that balance there? And I think certainly as, as marketing and sales technology has gotten less expensive and more powerful, uh, we've seen a lot more automation. Therefore, we've seen a lot more kind of communication that lacks personality um, and doesn't really make anyone feel special. And so the neat thing about video right now is that, and we talked about this with Facebook off the top too, time and attention are so, so precious right now. And they're only going to become more precious. That's the reason our email has better spam filters than ever. It's the reason why we need to be diligent about maybe turning off some or all of our notifications so we can guide our own behavior as opposed to letting the machine guide our behavior for us. Like time and attention, it's this constant battle. And so when you can take 37 seconds out of your morning and send a thank you message or a message of sincerity or gratitude or concern, right? Hey, I was really sorry to hear, right? You might see this in social media, type a little comment, give it a like, or give it the, you know, I guess the, the heart caring thing on a, on like a sad or an interesting post. Um, but take that extra step. And when you reach out in a truly personal way, that gift of your time and your attention to another human being makes them feel awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, customer experience being, you know, kind of a buzzword. Um, but the, you know, the real, I think, real buzzword for 2020 is engagement. You know, we're looking at, a, you know, all these, you know, you know, what's your engagement score? How are you, you know, how are you getting engaged? You know, you know, yeah, it's great that you have great viewership, but are you getting engagement? You know, so that's really what people are after because, you know, then you become, I guess, you know, quote unquote influencer or what have you. Um, you know, when you talk about liking something and, and sending, you know, sincere messages, I mean, that's part of the customer experience, but it's also part of, part of engagement. They're, you're engaging those people, you know, that may or may not know you. They may only know you through this video. Um, and I, I think it's so important, you know, going forward to, you know, w- we look at the bots and we look at, you know, we could pretty much, and as they get smarter, and, and I'm sure, you know, artificial intelligence gets a little bit better and, you know, in answering questions, which they, they've done, you know, leaps and bounds over the the last few years, but, you know, you still can basically point out a bot, you know, it's relatively easily. And, and, and if you can, so can your customers. So you need to be, be, make sure, you know, um, what choices and what decisions you make are going to, you know, what priorities you make, you know, is this person, you know, going, 
you know, are they meeting your goals? Are they going to be achieving your goals? Are you going to be able to engage them um, so that you meet your goals? So let's talk a little bit about um, your book. Um, you know, I know it's been out for a little while now, but, um, you know, um, you know, rehumanize your business. Um, you know, what was the impetus for it? And, you know, what what is it about? Well, give us a little cliff note so that uh, sure. we, we, get, we get an opportunity to uh, uh, to hopefully our viewers to uh, purchase it. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. So um, I'll go kind of the long way around. Um, I hit my six year full time anniversary at BombBomb. I'm at nine years now, which is just insane. It's twice as long as I've been anywhere and three times my average stay any place I've been in my career. Uh, and I'm not young. And so uh, it's like this is like really a remarkable thing for me. And so uh, anyway, flashback a, a few years, I hit my six year anniversary and I was just so excited and kind of proud and encouraged by the community we had built around some of these concepts you and I have already been talking about, which is, you know, putting people first again, swinging the pendulum back away from bots and spam and automation and toward a more personal and human uh, way to connect and communicate with the people who matter most to our success. In some cases, that's obviously customers and potential customers. In other cases, it's family members, friends, team members, strategic partners, all those people in our business ecosystem. And so, you know, when I started with BombBomb in 2011, uh, we had you know, fewer than 10 employees and uh, probably a couple hundred customers. And at that point, when I just got all excited about it, just reflective, uh, you know, we were maybe 80 or 100 team members and probably 30 or 40,000 customers. And, um, you know, that's that's tremendous growth. It's it's patient growth. Uh, you know, we're a bootstrapped company. We're not sitting on, you know, tens of millions of dollars like some of the other businesses that have come into our space recently or, you know, got, you know, significant venture backing. So it was just it's a really cool journey and it was done in the right way. And it's just, I was just all excited about it. So I wrote this blog post called You Are a Pioneer. Um, if, if folks aren't familiar, you can Google like um, tech adoption curve or something. It's kind of a standardized curve um, popularized by a guy um, who wrote a book called uh, Crossing the Chasm, Jeffrey Moore. Uh, but it actually dates back to like agricultural days uh, and, and, the, and technology adoption. And so, you know, you have like innovators or the early group, and then you have um, the early adopters, and then you have the early majority, and then you have the late majority. And so this is how like technology penetrates, right? A while back, this idea of streaming all of your television viewing was for innovators only. And then all of a sudden it was like early adopters and we we're at, you know, seven or 10% of television viewers are streaming their shows. And now it's like, I feel like, if we're not at the late majority, we're, we're on the doorstep. So anyway, it's just this idea that there's this tech adoption curve and we're still so, so early in this movement in general. I mean, we have now 60,000 customers. We've got more competitors and they've got customers too. But when you think about who could benefit from reaching out with a, a short, simple, casual, conversational video message recorded with a webcam, it doesn't have to be fancy or anything, really almost anyone working in a professional capacity who wants to communicate more clearly and connect with people more effectively could benefit from this. So um, we were super early. So I wrote this blog post called You Are a Pioneer. And it was just this kind of like a rah-rah thing um, that kind of captured the spirit of the moment for me. And then I just it stuck with me and I ended up turning it into an outline. And then I started writing the book between five and six in the morning and the better part of a Saturday or a Sunday. And then talked with a friend in publishing who said, um, Hey, is this your book? Is this a bomb bomb book? Like, what is this? I was like, I don't know. I haven't even like, I, I never thought about a, how to write a full length book and then b how to bring it to market. And there's so many options for both paths. 
So I reread books written by people I knew and then asked them if they would talk to me about their process. And several of them did. Um, and one guy holed himself up in a room and wrote for 12 days straight, 12 hours a day and wrote a book in 12 days. And, you know, another guy dragged it out for a couple of years. And I talked to people who self-published and et cetera. So, um, I realized uh, I, I wanted it to be a bomb bomb project because it just made sense and it would be bigger. It would reach more people. It would have more impact. And my goal with it was not to sell a bunch of bomb bomb accounts. It was just to turn people onto this idea that there's a different and better way to connect and communicate with people. There's a way that can remind you what brought you to the business in the first place. There's a way to make what you do fun again. There's a way to be yourself and win on that. And so, um, uh, I got Steve involved. He was super excited. And so he uh, became co-author and was super influential in um, really reader advocacy, like making sure it was loaded with practical tips and, you know, all of our best stats and insights and important research and things. And so um, uh, it's gone really well. We released it last spring. Um, it hit a bunch of bestseller lists, mostly because we pushed really hard to make sure it made an impact right away. Because when you can get that ball rolling, and, and that, that's the whole goal here is get that ball rolling to light up again the people who knew this was an opportunity, but they kind of like maybe fell away from it. We hear that story from time to time. To take people who are already have momentum and give them kind of a rallying cry or something that they can hold up and say, no, this is what it's about, you know. And, and share it with other people. And it's been really good that way. I think it has enhanced the community in general. Um, so to button this part up, I would say it is the, it is the complete what, why, who, when, and how of this movement that we call relationships through video. And we call this relationships through video to separate it from, and the line isn't really this clean, but to understand it, when you start to think lights and scripts and editing and drones and green screens and production and budgets and timelines, we put all of that into the marketing through video category, right? Um, and you can take those videos and obviously put them into a bomb bomb account and send them out. But the spirit behind this is really more the relationships through video side. I know that you have sent more than, cause I looked you up in our administrative database the other day, you sent more than 1100 videos and you don't get to 1100 videos if you're just, if you're getting, uh, if you're writing scripts and getting your production crew and getting into the studio and like, it's just too slow, right? You get to 1100 videos because you want to reach out and say, Hey, um, I just saw that deal go through. I want to know, I, I was paying attention to it the whole time. I know how complicated it was. I know you ran into some snags. I just want to tell you great job and congratulations right? These simple, casual, conversational, personal messages that let people know that you care. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do there. It's got some, it's got some other, um, you know, deeper how-to stuff um, toward the end of it and, uh, and a little bit of an eye to the future as well. So uh, it was a fun process. It was an interesting process. It was a challenging process. It was a privilege to be able to do it. And um, I would say that most people uh, who were invested in it uh, with me along the way would say that it is fulfilled our hopes and expectations yeah i mean uh, amazing i mean there was a huge obviously push as you said um you know i want to touch on a point that you, you mentioned you know the the production crew and and having to write scripts and all these different things you know the whole reason why we ended up doing a facebook live show so uh, we didn't have to edit you know it was it was it was off the cuff it was you know sincere and genuine but it was also somewhat selfish because 
you know, I didn't want to have to edit this, you know, for, you know, a couple hours on every episode so that it looked perfect. You know, sometimes I'm like shaking my sweat off or, you know, I'm drinking, I'm doing a drink or whatever it may be. And sometimes I mess up, I forget my lines, you know, whatever. I don't have lines, but I forget, you know, my train. Whatever. But, you know, I guess that's the advice that I always try and give. And um, some of my mentors or our influencers are uh, Sue Pinky Benson. Um, you know, she did a, a great job to push, you know, video throughout. Um, Kendall Bonner um, has done a, you know, a great job in, in putting, you know, and obviously um, Bomb Bomb and Michael Nathanson and, and a lot of people that have pushed, right? Um, Michael Thorne and Jesse Peters um, were the impetus behind Breakfast with the Broker. So all these people, and when you talk about community, that's the community, right? It's the community of, all right, what are you doing? What's working? You know, um, I know you're in this stage. You know, can you help me get to that stage? So if you are thinking about doing something through video, just do it. I mean, honestly, like you got to fail about 150 times before you start to look halfway decent. Um, I still look at myself and go, oh, I don't like the way I you know, sound. I don't like the way I look, you know. And all these different things, but um, it's a community. It's, it's it's helping your customers. And if you believe that you're the best person for to in whatever capacity that may be, um, they need you. They need to see you. They need to feel you. They need to know, like, and trust you. Yeah, and you know, you went to perfection, and I think that's um, there's so many things I, I would like to share here because you just really spoke to the heart of it, which is people sitting on the sideline right now. Um, one of two things. One, when they think video in the context of their business, they do think about lights and scripts and drones and budget and expense and specialized skills and all of that. And so let's just set that on the side and say, that's cool. If you're doing that, that's cool. If you're starting to do that, that's cool. You should do that. It's a huge benefit to your business. It's awesome. It's great for your website. It's great for your YouTube channel. It's probably great if you're doing listing videos. It's probably great for your sellers. Do that if you can, but if, if that's the reason you're not doing video now is you don't even know how to engage in it, let's set all that to the side. And whether you are doing that or aren't doing that, this other style of kind of casual conversational video, which I would include like a Facebook Live type situation. Now you're doing it in a more buttoned up way. I would assume that this isn't the episode you and I are doing right now probably is better than the first one you ever did. You're probably, I don't know if you're using StreamYard back then. I don't know if you had these cool graphics and titles and like. You, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds. So I used to do, you know, and, and this is kind of part of uh, 2020, I guess, but you know, um, my big thing was to perpetuate professionalism in the industry as well as collaboration, right? So the first thing I, I wanted to do was I only allowed in-person interviews. So we had to be in-person, um, you know, I had to go to their office, go to the restaurant, go to wherever they were. And if I was traveling, I would go to someone else's office or whatever um, in that. And it would be face to face. And one of our stick instead of the intros, as uh, you know, um, as we kind of progressed to that was um, uh, secret handshakes. So, you know, boy, was that blown out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine doing a handshake now and, and being, you know, two feet from each other? So, um, you know, obviously uh, COVID um, hit and, and we had to, you know, kind of adapt to it. Um, and we started realizing that we had a significant more reach. You know, I mean, I was able to interview Ryan Serhant, you know, who I would never be able to interview, you, you know, um, 
under normal times, right? So, um, you know, so there was a lot of things that we could do, and that's kind of pivoting and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, if you're gonna, you know, just do video, don't think about, you know, what you you kind of just kind of, you know, it's like learn by doing. You know, and you you kind of figure it out along the way, and what you like and what works doesn't. I mean, I, I think about I think about an agent who's been in the business successfully for fifteen years, and they know a heck of a lot more and can deal with interesting things and nuances. And you're at an inspection, and something comes up, and to uh, one person, it might be something they've never seen before, but to the experienced person, they're like, "I've seen something a little bit like this. Here's how we handled it. Let's let's approach it this way, right?" And so. And I offer that just to say everything is an iterative process. Everything gets better as you go. I mean, as long as you're a competent person who's paying attention and you're interested in learning and growth and, you know, you are a little bit thoughtful and basically reflective, you don't have to spend a lot of time dwelling on your day to unpack all the things you learned. We learn along the way. Um, But, you know, as long as you're a basically interested, competent person who's paying attention to what's going on, which is anyone who's investing their time in a conversation like this, you know, if you're watching this conversation, you're looking to learn and grow and pick up new ideas and insights, you fit this criteria everything you do, you get better. You, the, 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 the more you do it. And so, you know, some of the lines that I often draw as parallels are like, would you expect to be able to go watch a Warren Miller film and then shoot down a quadruple black diamond successfully? Probably not. Could you read a book about Mandarin and then instantly show up in, in China and start speaking uh, fluently? Of course not. Could you uh, open up a chessboard for the first time and have any idea what the, you know, uh, and be able to play against a master? Of course not. Like anything that we want to be basically good at, sport, hobby, musical instrument, whatever, um, takes a little bit of practice. And this is the same thing. Now, like most things, some of the skills that we already have uh, developed, right? If you're giving sales presentations somewhat confidently, um, that's a basic skill that lends itself pretty well to appearing in videos. Um, And likewise, what I would say is the farther you go down the video path, the more comfortable you get with these new skills that you're building and transferring them to other places. For example, when I started with BombBomb, um, I had I, was, I just wrapped up a dozen years in local television. Like I ran marketing teams inside like your local ABC station, Fox station, NBC station. So I had written and produced and edited hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of pieces of video but I had never appeared in front of the camera. And so for me, it was completely new. And if I went back and looked at my earliest videos, like everybody likes to do or hates to do, they like to do it because it's so goofy and awkward and painful to look back at the earliest videos. They're just as bad as you might think. Like I, I don't, I'm not confident. I'm struggling to find my voice. I'm struggling to get comfortable, but you just keep doing it in the better, in the, the more you go. And as I started getting comfortable doing videos and sending them to our entire customer base, um, I started getting comfortable doing webinars. And when we got our opportunity to do our first stage presentations, which several of us do now, or we will again, or whatever whatever status we're in right now with regard to, um, I know that R4 is kind of up in the air right now, and they're trying to feel out the community to say, would you show up? Would you show up? Um, and so uh, anyway, now several of us do it, but that was much easier for me because at the first time I did my first stage presentation, I had sent 
four or five or 700 videos. I don't remember the math, but this ability just to like look people in the eye, or in this case, look the camera lens in the eye, or now I'm looking at you and my screen on in the eye, um, to, to be able to just look people in the eye and, and speak and present and share information and to do it with a basic level of confidence and to, I call it just generally find your voice. I think a lot of people who are, who are looking to do, you know, whether you're writing a, an email for customer onboarding or client onboarding, or whether you're um, writing a blog post or whether you're outlining a video for your YouTube channel or whatever the case may be, um, developing a message and publishing it, whether it's video or not, requires that you find your voice. And that's an interesting and important process too. I think you know, uh, my wife and I have a teenage son that we're about to send off to college and this idea of finding his voice and just enough so to experiment with it and mess with it and to share it in different formats. Like it's just such a valuable skill for your life, not just for your business. And I think this journey into video, especially in a more casual, approachable way where your imperfections are actually what makes the video effective, where your imperfections are actually an invitation for other people to emotionally connect with you because you're just being honest and straightforward. You're not all glossed up and polished up and edited and controlled and essentially manipulated and in some ways even faked. Um, uh, this idea of just being honest and direct and, and doing it in your own voice is just such a liberating experience for people. And it's not just about getting comfortable sending videos. The, the, it transfers into your life in so many beneficial ways. No, I agree. And, you know, thank you. I mean, I, boy, we got like a hundred different nuggets uh, today and um, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on and, and sharing your insight. Um, but I always ask the same question or the same two questions um of our guests our last two questions you know what is your favorite streaming uh series if you if you watch a netflix or whatever and um what are you currently watching oh gosh good one um you know i i did get the return of sports was a big deal like um so, <laughs> yeah. so we watched a lot of the nba bubble the the yep. nfl season in general i know that's not a streaming uh i guess tv shows uh, it's always easy to watch again, something like the office or parks and rec. Those are, those are classics. And my wife and son and I have seen all of those at least twice. Um, for me personally, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time, um, that, uh, it was on HBO six feet under just an absolutely fantastic show. Uh, and, Gosh, besides that, I guess something else that all three of us like to watch together, like some of the Food Network shows, like cooking competitions, they're friendly, they're interesting, they're creative, uh, and they they do a nice job of giving them a little bit of drama. So um, I hope that was satisfactory. Uh, that was awesome. Ethan, thanks so much. Listen, uh, thank you for watching uh, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Guess what? Next week is my birthday. My birthday, and for my birthday, I decided to invite Lee Brown, who's coming in awesome. to talk about a lot of authenticity um, that we've already talked about. But uh, she is a uh, world-class uh, motivational speaker as well as a, a broker owner and runs a, a very successful uh, team in North Carolina. So uh, we're looking forward to speaking to her. Um, if you haven't heard of Lee Brown, uh, look her up because she's uh, fantastic. She's so, awesome. Uh, she wrote a great book on authenticity, and I encourage people to pick that up. 
Yeah, we're actually going to be uh, raffling off a couple of uh, signed books as well um, to send to them. So uh, thank you very much, Ethan. Uh, I'll see you next week at 9 a.m. And uh, have a great, great week. I hope uh, everyone is safe and I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you.